on TV that was a uh, s- sharp cut there in the intro music this week yeah, this was <laughs> ruthless ruthless cut Kodro couldn't make it um, the snow got him unfortunately um, the trains are stuck but it's, uh, I'm here Tom is here Tom Kershaw's here and also we've got Thomas Lyons in the studio and then boys you're right today, yeah, today we've got Welsh, the Welsh Mayweather Lee Selby live from Barry calling in the studio at 8 o'clock so if you've got any questions please do call in um, we're also be going to be covering the shock weekend result with Digel losing his IBF belt. Thomas met um, his opponent Trex today, so he can give us a bit of uh, gossip on what happened there. And also, we're going to be covering Yard and 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 Dubois. Over to you, mate. Yeah, so we'll get straight into it with Digel. So it's fair to say none of us saw that result coming. What do you think went wrong? Oh, honestly, it was shot. Um, I think the girl was a, a one to hundred on to win the fight, and uh, obviously I met uh, Caleb Tricks today. Mm. American coming over. The chances lately of uh, them coming over and snatching the belt away from a uh, world champion, like an established world champion like the girl. I mean, it was, it was shocking. But you got to give credit where credit's due. Tourette's Kem took the fight to the girl. The only way he was going to win the fight was force the pace, force the um, be aggressive and uh, take the fight to the girl because in terms of boxing, I don't think he would have outboxed him. And he admitted that himself. So I think he would uh, give the plaudits to him for a good performance. I was not expecting it because that cost me money. I lost yeah, my I too. lost my ACCA because of the mm. girl. <laughs> we were on big winners this week well, as honestly, well. Honestly, man, I was Called the Loma knockout. I got, I got Daniel Dubois right within one two one two rounds. Silby on points, and it was basically the girl was going to get me that big win, and I was gutted. <laughs> you already popped because the after, champagne. Oh, mate, there was cash out, and then they just cancelled the cash out after like four rounds. They suspended it. I was livid. I was looking at my phone like, is he going to come back? I didn't. Anyway, I didn't expect it at all. But in hindsight, you know, and it's a question I'm going to ask later on, you know, he had his had a lot of sub-bar performances, right? He had that against Periban, he had that against Lucien Boutte, you know, everyone was picking up the whole stamina thing, you know, even when he fought Darrell in the second half of the fight, he was sort of like went quiet, and everyone was picking up this stamina thing, and his, his thing was, nah, I'm just too good, I'm just coasting to victory, right? But... What that proved, right, is this guy tracks must have picked up on the fact that he's got stamina issues. He doesn't deal with pressure at all, and he took the fight to him, you mm. know. And ultimately, that was his undoing. You know, he couldn't he couldn't deal with the pressure, could he? He couldn't keep tracks off him, right? He didn't throw anything with significant power to keep this guy off. Now, bear in mind, this guy was stopped as a middleweight in the twelfth round by Daniel Jacobs. Uh, I don't know if it's Anthony or yeah, Anthony Durrell. Anthony Durrell, Anthony Durrell put him down in the first round, mm. right? So I was, my, my my logic was <coughs> I was going within the first three round knockout, right? And I'm thinking he's been done at middleweight, he's come up to super middleweight, full you know, a sort of elite fighter, you know, we got knocked out in the first. Really, the girl should do it in the same similar kind of fashion, right? 
and uh, that was my logic and it just didn't prove to be the case you know and for me for me I don't know it's Degel is going to be in a bit of wilderness at the moment because you got Groves and Eubank, you know, fighting a mega fight. You know, where does he go now? I mean, he's got he's going to have to do one or two fights to get back in the mix. Yeah, I think that he's obviously. I mean, he's overlooked the opponent, but he's he's had one eye on the future because he's been talking the build up. I mean, none of the none of the sort of build up even focused on tracks at all. No one knew him even. You know, half an hour before the fight. It all just sort of came down to him lining up that unification with Benavidez or Ramirez talking about the big clashes down the line. And, you know, the the concentration obviously wasn't there. And he got found out. And, you know, it's all gone to tatters now. It's more a case of, does he have the desire to come back? I mean, what do you think, Tom? Does he got the desire to come back? Have you heard anything? I mean... Uh, that's the only thing that's really going to be what's left in his career now whether he does have the desire to come back and get his uh, title back but I think not having a promoter behind him the back end to be able to you know put him in the right path and you know set out a career for 2018 he needs to I think sign up with um, possibly go back working with Eddie Hearn but have a you know a a legitimate promoter behind him to um, guide him in the right direction because there's only so much you can do as a free agent with Mm. training you know balancing the books and balancing your training camps with the money you have Mm. um and sometimes if you're kind of independent and on your own you kind of get a bit carried away um with all like the spotlight and stuff and then you don't actually uh, get down to the uh the business side of it yeah there's a terrible oversight not to have a rematch clause i mean that's arrogance. Yeah, it's arrogance, and it's just bad business all around, isn't it? There's brilliant. no way with Eddie Hearn he wouldn't have had the rematch clause. That is, that is oversight, arrogance, way too much confidence. You know, he was just overlooking the guy completely. And, you know, you've got to feel for tracks. Imagine, this guy is there in the UK, and all he's hearing is Degal talking about people like Benavides and mm. unification fights, everyone except his opponent. And that is disrespectful. You know what I mean, and and he and 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 he, and he pulled him up for it. You know, in good yeah, fashion. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you just ignored me, mate. You're thinking about the future, and I'm just kind of taking your belt from you, right? You know, and it was yeah, bad mismanagement. Right, you're right, and it's something I was going to ask. Right, you know, with you know, I mean, Hearn must be laughing with glee, right? Because Degel, in some aspects, was going to become, in my opinion, Warren's flagship fighter. Mm. Right, if you think about it, and he was airing the inside talk between him and her, going, you know, yeah. you should, you should have come for me. You didn't want to come for me. Now I'm here. Look at me now, sort of chat. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is, backfired. you know, exactly right. I mean, this would have led on to a massive unification with Groves, right? And that, you know, if he was with Warren, Hearn, Hearn would not have been involved. Silence, you know, that's that 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 would that that would be a mega fight. You know what Definitely. I mean? Like Groves again. If Groves beats Eubank, right, that rematch is a serious mega fight in the UK, isn't it? And he's messed up. But it's whether um, do you think that the girl is going to get that portion of the, uh, the the side of the um, you know the fight because now that he's lost to a fairly unknown quantity in Truax, surely Groves and Newbeck well, are going to be looking at it swings now. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. This this the Groves to go affair has been swinging roundabouts so many times, ups and downs. You know, after that, that Groves lost to Jack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, after that after the amateurs, Groves you know Groves being amateurs. I was there when they fought at the O2 for the first time, right? Groves won that fight, and Groves was sort of going up, uh, up. Whereas Digel, who was fighting in supermarkets, not supermarkets, but you know, places like Blue Water, he was fighting in superstores, you know, shopping mm. centres, right? So he was probably uh, with Hennessy. Hennessy's Hennessy gonna fuck up anyone. Hennessy could probably <laughs> ruin Joshua. You put Anthony <laughs> Joshua with Hennessy, and people will forget about Joshua. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway, that, that's where Digel was, while George George Groves was on the up, right? 
Then George Groves, you know, he started losing. He lost to Froch a couple of times. Lost to Jack. The girl went went on to win his world title. Was making comments like, "Well, if you want to fight me, it's going to be eight to twenty split." Yeah, you know. And look where we are now. Complete and it's reversal. Been personal with all of them, and I think there's no question that you know James DeGale's not going to come back as good as he was ever again now James Scales on the slide and I think you know it's only further down from here so and I don't think he's I mean got do you think he's on the slide or was it the fact that he's been out for a while no, he's, had, he's, had injury, he's had he's had surgery I think people talk about the surgery I think in that Badu Jack fight he took an absolute hammer Battery, he was yeah. lucky to get away with the draw in that fight I think that's had a huge effect on him the same injury cropped up from that fight and I think I don't think there's you know I think if he comes back I don't think he has the desire for boxing. He's been talking about retirement. That's always a bad sign with yeah, boxers. Yeah. And I think that you know he'll chase those big fights with Gross, the loser of Gross and Eubank. Sorry, yeah. but we got we got we got we got Lee Selby coming on in 15 minutes. So let's get some of the callers on the line. Ask them a few questions as well. So we've got Paul. So we've got eight six zero. Is that is that Paul? It is. Yeah. How you doing, Paul? How you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Are you? Yeah, good. What did you make of the Degel Degel Trex fight, mate? Number one and number two. After he's now lost, has the shine on a Groves Degel rematch sort of been taken away a bit? Uh, the the performance at the weekend was terrible. I've never I've I've never seen him fight so badly. All he all he wanted to do was sit against the ropes and let Truax do the work. Truax was just had that higher work rate and the girl just seemed to hate him. Mm. Never pushed him back at and all uh, really in the whole fight, did he? No, no, not really. Norm- normally, James DeGill is brilliant at them them counters and getting out the way mm. and then starting again. Mm. And he just he just had none of that. His, his jab was non-existent. That, yeah. that, I think that right shoulder, yeah. see, he, it's only six months since he had that major surgery. Yeah. And he had a lot of surgery on that shoulder, and I think he should have had more than six months out. See, I think that's what it is. I mean, he displayed no power in that fight whatsoever. I mean, if he displayed a bit of power, you know, he might have got a bit of respect from tracks and prevented him mm. from coming forward so, you know, so frequently, you know. I think it was the fourth round or fifth round, that combination tracks through. Yeah, yeah while, he while he was in the corner, the absolutely yeah. battered him. That's yeah. when he just started bleeding, you know. And at that point, that's when I first started thinking, God, could he possibly? Yeah. Yeah. And fight. I'm not sure if Dickel's ever had the power though at the elite level of one six eight. I mean, he hasn't well, had a knockout for four five fights. Well, he has, five, five, well, he has put people down. Fights. They've all gone the distance. I haven't think they? it's uh, more overshadowed by the fact that he's he's tall. He's a he's got a big dimension for one six eight. I think with the range he's got yeah. and stuff, it looks as though he can. You know, it looks he's powerful. But mm. does he carry that one punch power? I'm he's still sure. got sort of that Olympic style, doesn't he? Where he's not quite putting all his weight behind the punches, maybe. Yeah, so uh, I mean, he has put people yeah. like Giroud on the floor. You know, you know. So he always starts fast early. Yeah, that well, that was the biggest sort of thing that was missing, wasn't it? Because you expected him to come out early and really put him put it on through. Actually, never he, came. He, the thing is, he always starts fast early, but then it's sort of like phase in the second mm. half of the fight. You know, and I think that's that's that is what we these guys. Any of it. <laughs> that's what these guys thought. You know, they nah. they, they obviously exactly. thought. You know, this guy's got stamina issues. We've got to put it on him. Mm. You know, from right from the start, tie him out. And the game plan worked perfectly, you know. So, uh, Paul, do you feel that um, the girl being a free agent and uh, being a bit isolated away from the uh, guidance of a promoter, do you think that's kind of played detriment to him um, in the last sort of 12 to 18 months? Um, no. Well, it, in terms of uh, UK fan base, maybe. But under, under Al Heyman, he has earned big money. 
he's he's earned well off Al, Al Heyman, so and that's all he's been bothered about mainly. But uh, I think going forward, it's not a bad idea not having a promoter because he can now go and work with whoever he wants. Yeah. Like, I know, I know he's done this fight with Warren, but it, even in the build-up to this fight with Warren, if you watch the IFL interviews, he was still saying, "Oh, I've been talking to Eddie." Uh, on the phone the other day was yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he, he had a one fight. Oh, yeah. He had a one fight contract with uh, Warren. So and and, and Warren yeah. said it in the post fight conference as well. You know, Tigel's now free agent. Um, and he's he's a powerful position to yeah, be that's, in. You that's know, he lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he said a one fight contract. It's not. I don't think he's got anything to do with that fact he yeah, lost. I bet, you know? Frank, I bet Frank's very happy. It was only a yeah. one contract now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> even I don't think so. I mean, look, Tigel's still a marketable fighter. The fact he's lost is not the be and end all. You know what I mean? Like, it's most likely with someone like Al Heyman's clout and the money with those promotional outfits in BT, they're going to get a rematch with yeah. Truex. Let's be fair. Do you like, think? I don't happen. think he'll yeah, get a rematch um, with Truex. I was uh, speaking to Truex today. Truex uh, wants it. Yeah, I was there. Uh, he wants it. Yeah, so if you just let Tom finish. So Tom Tom was with Truex today, or Caleb Truex. What did, what did Caleb Truex say? Tom? Yeah, so I was talking to him for about five, ten minutes. Just um, I overheard him talking to someone, um, one of the uh, matchroom team, saying about how... Um, there could, there's, if it makes sense, if it makes business sense, that he'll come over to the UK again, whether it be against uh, DeGale for the rematch, um, I'm not too sure, but I think he definitely would grasp it because he'd be the A side now of the fight, and uh, he'll definitely get the larger percentage of the split. So, I mean, why not? It makes He's sense. He's definitely in a very, very dominant position when it comes to negotiating, especially if DeGale wants that belt. You know, he could Did literally say, well? I mean, he could literally say something like, I want 75% of the split and Tegel would have to accept yeah. it because, you know, without Trex, Tegel is in the wilderness completely. I don't right? think that, I don't think yeah. the rematch will happen. No, I, I'd, I'd put money on the rematch. Not happening. I think that Tegel's on his well, way out. A... That's, that's a fact. You know, how Al Heyman knows that Tegel's on his way out. He's got Gilberto Ramirez and he's got uh, Benavidez. Benavidez over in the US. Yeah. He was already looking to, in a way, feed Tegel to one of those after the fight. I think that, you know, all the promoters know now that DeGale's sell-by date is, you know, it's basically now. Why do you say that? I mean, I've not really picked up on that. Why do you say he's, 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 he's on decline? Uh, well, you know, he's had these big injury problems. I thought he, as you said, he took an absolute battering in the Baddy Jack fight. And I don't think the desire's there. I think he's come up against, you know, Frampton, say, had a similar fight, but he managed to pull through. His class pulled him through. Yeah, he's it not wasn't, lost his stock, yeah, really, now. Yeah, um, Frampton. but it wasn't yeah. there for DeGale. No, and, exactly. I, you know, I'd be, I think it'd be more likely to see Truax against someone like Callum Smith, even, than see so him I mean, against what's happened, I mean, Warren seems to be picking up all of these kind of washed-up fighters. Yeah. Effectively, that's what mm. we're saying, right? Because they're big names, but so even still like, attention to BT, yeah. I think, is the... Sorry, what was that, Paul? Uh, the the people he's picking up are good ticket sellers but did you also hear the disadvantages that Truax had as well in the fight he uh, he wasn't even allowed to pick his own rare ring music really? uh, that was picked for him wow and <laughs> he was, well, does he anyone know what his ring music was uh, no I don't know how outrageous is that give us an awful intro sorry he wasn't allowed to wear his own gloves either he had to wear uh, James DeGill Grant gloves. He, he's sponsored by Everlast, mm. and he took his Everlast gloves with him, and they they disallowed him, and he had to wear the Grant gloves the same as the girl. Suppose makes the win better, then doesn't it? Mm. 
He does. Yeah, and still beat him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, mate, listen, thank you very much for coming. Stay on the line. We're going to have Lee Selby on in, in about 10 minutes, and we're also going to be talking about uh, Lomachenko and Rigondo. So do stay on the line, mate, and speak to you in a bit. Yeah, no problem. All right, cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So, guys, uh, I mean, uh, let's talk about a few other things very, very quickly before Lee Selby comes on. Um, touch on the undercard quickly. Yard yeah. and Dubois. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think of the performances? <laughs> For, from Yard, uh, from Yard, you know, he showed me that you know there's been a lot of hype behind him. He's got a lot to learn. Definitely. You know, I mean, looking at that performance, if you were someone fighting someone like Callum Smith or you know, also Callum Johnson or someone mm. like Jose Burton or, or or Frank Brugioni, I think any of those guys would have won. You know, someone like Frank Brugioni, I think would have won quite quite. Yeah, when we were discussing you know? the. Uh, <laughs> the, Burton, the Burton situation before I said that I think Burton gives him trouble purely because of his reach he's got the amateur pedigree and I think you know Yard the stamina is a real issue for Yard I think that's always going to be a big issue he's, he can't move up because he's not because of big his muscle enough. mass yeah. well, kind of do you break. think that's muscle he's put on his cr- from weightlifting or is that just yeah, I mean it mass? must be because no that can't think, be natural no, mass yeah. he I, must have done a lot of weightlifting before yeah. he so that's not boxing. good for boxing. He was late to boxing, wasn't he? Yeah, yard? but that's not good for boxing. If he's if he's at light heavyweight, purely because he's pulling a lot of muscle, that can't be right. I mean, that's going to and he's waste he's oxygen. under six foot, isn't he? Yeah, but he, you know, going up against those cruiserweights, some of those huge cruiserweights, he's got no chance. Yeah, no. the thing is, I'm not I mean, sure because it's quite. You know, I mean, I, I've stood next to him when he was a horror. He doesn't look big at all. He doesn't. No, look tall. and that seems what yeah. everyone says. He's not as tall as listed. That seems to be the general consensus. And but I think he, there could be problems for Yard. That's why he's been brought through so slowly. I mean, how? I mean, how? 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 how I mean, where do you, would you rank him in the domestic scene at the moment? He's first, apparently, according to Boxrec. No, but forget Boxrec. But where, 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 where would you say? I mean, let's let's rank him along the side of the names I just said. Well, like, I mean, if Buglione, you put it on Burton, resume, then Johnson. you've got to put the likes of Buglioni ahead of him purely because they've been there at the higher level. So you, we know what they're made of. I mean, Buglioni came up short when he went to world level, but he's been there. Okay, what about Jose Burton and Johnson, Callum Johnson? I think you could put Jose Burton above him for now as well because uh, you know he was he was winning. What about Jake Paul? Then you've got a sort of what about th- Jake Paul? Thing is, I think because obviously with I think the uh, Jake Paul's blown, I think because yeah. he's got a tough fight with uh, Miles Shinkwin tomorrow yeah. night, and um, that was sort of set then because I know in terms of um, Shinkwin being has operated sort of you know he's around been around domestic uh, level and he's fought some good names like around domestic level, and I think. Depending on whether ball gets through tomorrow night, I think he's got to be up there uh, yeah. with yeah. the likes of Ricky Summers. Guys, we've got another look, call, caller. Let's quickly support him because I think this caller was on and he just dropped out before. So we've got 985. 985. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, is Daniel. That Daniel, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, You're right. Daniel. Long time. Long What's time. Happening? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All good in that. All good and I'm all good, mate. Thank you very all much good. for calling. Dan, did you watch the James DeGale fight? No doubt. Of course I did. And what do you make of DeGale's performance? Uh, you know what? First things first, I'm going to give that Trax some credit. Yeah. Right? He's come over here and he's done the business. Yeah. Everyone's, well, no one even talked about the geezer. Yeah. And he's come in and he's done a job. And he's, mm. gone, he's gone back to America with a belt. Yeah. So you know what? I've got to give him props. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost. But the girl should be getting him out of there. Mm. Is the girl on the slide? He should be. Is he on the slide then? <sighs> of course he is. You that performance? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course he is. What, he's just lost to a blown up middleweight, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, 
Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's on the slide. He's mm. on the slide, definitely. Yeah, now you put it definitely. like that, I mean, because that, I mean that that was the logic that I saw like for my builder as well. I mean, this guy, this guy was a middleweight. He's come up to fight. What is it, a big super middleweight? You know, and yeah, career super middleweight. So. You know, and um, yeah. So now when you put it like that, you know, you're right. You know, I mean, do you think there's any way back for Degel? Can he compete at the elite level? And it's to all you guys as well. Can he beat the likes of well, Groves? No. Can be at the moment, um, I would say no, but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't so. like to write him off. I won't listen. If he gets his head down, mm. gets gets back fit. You never know, and then everybody's going to be talking something else, isn't there? Everyone at the moment's jumping on the bandwagon. Look, he, was he fully fit? He's gone in there and he's got beat. Right? He shouldn't. He's got beat by someone he should have beaten. Mm, but yeah. listen, don't write him off. Everyone's jumping I, on the bandwagon, so. knocking him. I don't, feel like- don't write him off. I would agree. I, I think like until we see his next fight, we can't really make that judgment. That's what I'm thinking because he has come back after period after a bad injury. You know, he just had the operation. You know, clearly he wasn't throwing any power shots, so something there wasn't right. You know, but I mean, this was more than an off night, wasn't it? Like we were saying, it was a hundred to one on, so it's not like a small upset. It's a it's a massive upset, and he he was awful. And with, he was awful with the it? injury as well. You can't really, you know. Come into I, I a mean, fight. we don't know, man. How we don't know how his training camp went. Look, we you saw. Look, one mm. of the biggest mistakes people always make in boxing is overlooking the opponent. Yeah, like, we've seen that Especially time, at the time and time well. again, right? Yeah. You know, and that was that constant. You know, he was overlooked because didn't even mention he was thinking about the future and stuff like that, right? That's clearly been a factor in this fight. Yeah, you know, overlooking his opponent. And we don't know how determined he was in training, how seriously he took training. These are all factors being taken yeah. into consideration. What I'm saying is, way too complacent. Way, way too, complacent, too complacent. You know, way too. You know, until, way too complacent. I mean, what do you think he should? I mean, do you think he should take their? Do you think he needs to get this rematch immediately? And if he doesn't get the rematch immediately, what should he do? He should get the rematch immediately, right? But you know what? Frank Warren was t- Frank Warren was talking about him fighting Billy Joe Saunders, wasn't he? Yeah. Next year, yeah. Like early next year. Yes. I mean, with that performance, he'll be losing that fight as well, won't he? Yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? But um, but uh, he's got to keep active. He's got to keep his head up. Look for the rematch. Not not having a rematch clause. That's just a fucking joke. Yeah. Disrespectful. Outrageous. But yeah, he needs to he needs to fight him again. He needs to fight him again and get that belt back. Or, or well. Well, yeah, he just needs to. Yeah, he needs. To, he needs to keep active. Yeah, Tom, when you say to, you don't see the yeah. rematch happening, yeah. are you saying the rematch is not going to happen because what Truex doesn't isn't going to let it happen? Sure, I, don't, I think Al Heyman, well, Al Heyman and Truex will have better options available. Is Truex with Heyman as well? Yeah, Degale will be desperate for the rematch, no doubt about it. That's it. That is his way back. You know, if he gets why, the world title, everything's back but on why track. Would, it's but all better again. But Heyman is also Degale's manager, mm. so he gets a cut of Degale's earnings. Yeah. Right. Surely it makes business sense for him for the girl to get that belt back because there's huge UK fights. Yeah, yeah. you got the Groves rematch, you got a Eubank fight, there's some massive Smith. domestic mm. Callum Smith, there's some massive domestic fights there. Right? There's you know, there's a fifty percent chance as a minimum uh, that a UK fighter is gonna walk away with that Ali trophy. But Heyman likes in fact, to keep there's stuff. Seventy five percent chance that a UK fighter is gonna walk away. And I can't see uh, Bremer beating Smith. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, we you can say with pretty much a lot of confidence that a UK fighter is winning the Ali trophy yeah. at super yeah. middleweight, yeah. right? So that fighter Right, could unify against together if he gets his belt back. But Surely that's a that. big incentive to someone yeah. like um, 
Al Heyman. Yeah, but you see, what I'd say to that is Al Heyman likes to do his business in America. Yeah, and will De Gale go back over to America, do you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's a demand for him in America without having the title. I think that Al Heyman's got two belts already. You know, we talk about the Super Series. The Super Series isn't big like uh, in America, like it is here. It's not, it's not the same sort of deal. And I think that, you know, if he keeps those two belts over in America, we've got the same same power yeah. anyway Dan listen stay on the line we're going to be talking about Lomachenko and Rigondo we've got uh, Lucy LB IBF uh, featherweight champion of the world on the li- line now so uh, stay on the line uh, and, and I'll put you back on later Dan alright cheers and um, cheers, take care man. mate thank you yeah so just to let, let all the listeners know we've got uh, Lee Selby live from Barry the IBF featherweight champion of the world Lee thank you very much for giving us your time champ no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, pleasure, man. Pleasure. Um, Lee, the first time I met you uh, face-to-face was uh, we met in the Palms Casino over in Vegas. We were with Chris Sanigar during uh, Mayweather yeah. Pacquiao um, just before you fought Gradovich. How much has your life yeah. changed since then for you? Um, to be honest, I, I haven't changed a lot. You know, I'm, I'm still doing the same thing. Just, um, you know, in, in the gym, just, just working hard, so firmly on the ground and just, just the same same sort of life, just just a little bit better, a little bit of a bigger house, mm. and, and, and a, another child. Oh, congratulations! Really congratulations, mate. Thank you. So, Lee, congratulations you. on your win on the weekend. And uh, what do you feel you learned from the fight? I mean, it was it was a comfortable victory for yourself, but what do you take away from it? Um, it was it was it was a. It was a decent fight, you know. I I wasn't pleased with myself. But saying that, I, I'm I'm never pleased with myself. I, I I'm sort of like a perfectionist, unless I a box brilliant. Like I'm not I'm not really happy. I made I made a lot of mistakes, but again, it's something to to go back to the gym and, and work on. Definitely. Hi, uh, hi, Lee. It's uh, Tom here. Uh, just wanted to ask you a quick hi. question about the uh, preparation for the fight. I mean, it's quite disappointing to see yeah. um, Eduardo Ramirez not uh, come to the fight uh, professionally and make the weight. Um, you've obviously been a yeah. consummate professional throughout your career. You've made weight. You've uh, always treated the um, yeah. every challenge, whether it be a voluntary or a mandatory defense, with the uh, uh, ultimate professional yeah. uh, professionalism. So, uh, was it disappointing to see Ramirez not make weight? And um, do you think that might have hindered the um, the challenge you had Saturday night? Um, it, it was slightly disappointing, but but like you said, I'm I'm always on weight, so I I just worry about myself. Just make sure I'm in great shape. Make sure, make sure I'm on weight and I'm I'm ready. You know, I, I was told by my managers that the fight was going ahead, so that that's all I need to know. I, I wasn't bothered whether he could win the title or not, as, as long as I I was right, and that, that's all that matters to me. Uh, so you've had a fairly frustrating last few years, Lee, uh, with cancel fights and all the like. Um, what does this new contract with, with Warren mean to you? I mean, does it make up for all the frustrations of the past? Um, to, to be honest, I'm I'm just the type of guy that just just like my my motto is just to get on with it, no matter what it is, how hard the struggle is in life, whether it's boxing or just in life. You know, you just just got to get on with it. It's just mm. life, and it just mm. just take it as it comes, and just. Yeah. Just let his mind up and get on with it. That's 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 my motto. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you are you pleased with your contract with Warren? Um, to be honest, we're we just we're just sorting something out now. Okay, fair enough. I can't be, say too much. Fair enough. Well, it's just looking very exciting. Very exciting. 
yeah, and, and we're really happy for you. Uh, you know, we, we, 2018. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, we, 2018. Yeah, we've been bigly. Yeah, I mean, we've been big Lee Selby fans for a long time, so it's you know really good to see you finally get get with someone like Warren and get those big fights lined up like you most yeah. you know you deserve, mate. Yeah, so Lee, now you've yeah, got a plan you. set for 2018. You're going to be facing Warrington in the spring. How do you view yeah. Warrington as yeah. an opponent? Do you think that'll be one of the toughest fights of your career, even, or what do you think on the fight? Um, to be honest, uh, at this level, every, every fight's tough, and if you, if you're not right on on, on the day. Just like a little, like his percentage, just a little percentage out, and, and they're, they're a little percentage on form, and anything can happen. But um, he's a, he's a decent fighter. He's done everything asked of him. But um, I I just think my my style on the night beats his style. And then, uh, well, this week I saw the Warrington told BBC he said that you're turning him into the villain and that you've never respected him. What do you make of those comments? Um, I think, how, how can I turn him into a villain? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the one being calling but, um, you out all the time. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, you oh, said that oh, you oh, don't sorry. respect him. I mean, you wouldn't put any truth to that, though, would you? I I, 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 I respect any fighter who, who steps steps in the ring, because I know what what a fighter does, what, what we put our bodies through. Just to get ready for the fight, making weight, all the training, the sparring. So I got respect for any fighter that gets in the ring. So I don't know where he gets that from. Do you think he's trying to make it personal, or do you think it's all just part of building the fight? Um, probably a bit of both. But he, he do seem to to have it in for me. I think he's he's let his emotions get 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 involved, which which could be a big downfall when when the fight comes around. Because when once you start letting your emotions get involved when you're fighting. Mm. You, you can c- come and suck. You've got to keep a clear, clear head. And there's um, some other massive fights out there for you, Lee. You've obviously got Oscar Valdez, the WBO champion, uh, Gary Russell yeah. Jr. Those are fights that you'd like to probably, I presume, go out to the States and um, unify the titles, albeit you come through the um, the plan for 2018 with uh, Box Nation and BT Sport. If that um, relationship continues with you and Frank, uh, you've got Warrington and Frampton in the yeah. same stable now. So are those fights you're looking to um, chase after you get through those two? I, I, ideally, that, that's what I'd like to do: Warrington, then then Frampton, and then a unification with one one of the other one of the other guys, either Santa Cruz, um, I don't know, Mares or Gary Russell Jr. But but I think if I can get a win over Josh Warrington and Carl Frampton, I'll, I'll be a big enough a big enough name to be able to draw one of those fighters over. Over to Canada to to the um, Principality Stadium. Yeah, and that, that's my main that's my main goal. That'd be fantastic if you can achieve that, mate. Um, do you think you can see yourself moving up in weight, Lee? I I could do, but um, you you seen my last one? I was all well when I when I checked my weight on the official scales, I was over two pound under. Okay. So I, I had a little drink before the official weighing. So if I, if I if I pushed it, I could make super bantam with. Oh but really? I'm a massive <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I was only, I was I was two pound over the super bantamweight limits mm. bloody Friday yeah. when I weighed it. I mean, to what? But a massive frame. I could I could go, I could do super feather. I could do lightweight. Yeah, I mean, lot. But of... I, I, I'm, I'm a lot lot stronger 
when, when like I'm sparring, I'm a heavier weight. I yeah. punch a lot harder. I mean, a lot, a lot of the fans we speak to, a lot of the boxing fans we speak to, seem to think you're f- quite a big featherweight. You know, I would never have thought they you know, were like, two feet under. You know, I've never, I've never boxed, I've never boxed a bigger one. I sparred the bigger one. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, um, do you feel, um, obviously, looking up the uh, weight classes, you've got obviously super feather, lightweight. Um, also, by by uh, give it time, uh, let your body sort of, um, you know, develop into those uh, weights and grow naturally. Um, some massive well, fighters. Believe out. it or not, I'm, believe it or not, I'm a fully grown man now. I'm bloody. <laughs> <laughs> I know I look about fifteen, but I'm like, I can't see my body, body grow, growing anymore. You know, I've, I've been doing the same training for bloody for years. <laughs> So I can't see any muscle anything. Yeah. So there's some massive fights so, um, out there. You've obviously got. And, and the, the big fights are around the featherweight. Yeah. So I, I'm just gonna. Well, what would it feel like to uh, fight Lomachenko if you had the chance? Probably painful, but I'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's how it feels. I'd feel painful. But um, that, that's a, I'd, I'd love a fight with, with any of the big names. I, I just want to fight the best. Win, win lose or draw, I, I want to compete against the best and be remembered as as a fighter who box the best. Yeah. Yeah, Lee. You mentioned the other the other champions in the in your division. Do you feel the who do you feel is the yeah. number one threat to you? Um, probably Gary Russell Jr. Yeah, that's what we, uh, Tony Borg was on last <laughs> week. He said the same. Yeah, mm. and with yeah, the, I've spied Valdez hundreds, one well, hundred times. I've done loads of rounds with him. Yeah, he's pretty competitive. Um, Gary Russell Jr. got the the, probably the fastest hands in boxing in the minis, mm. southpaw, explosive. So he probably got. Mm. Uh, Lee, with James DeGale losing his belt, do you think you can go on to become um, the flagship fighter for BT Sport and Frank Warren? Yeah. What's that, sorry? I said, with James DeGale losing his belt, can you go on to become BT Sport's flagship boxer, especially with these fights with Warrington and Frampton in the pipeline? If if, if I could beat Warrington and Frampton back to back, I'd be the probably one of the one of the biggest fighters in in the country Definitely. so I believe I could be the the flag bearer for BT Sport and do you think that as long would... as I beat them and, and look good doing so and do you think beating it's those not, it's not like an impossibility it's, it's possible mm. I think it's highly probable to be honest and do you think beating those two uh, Lee would cement your position as uh, top five pound for pound if not top two or th- uh, one two or three pound for pound in the uh, UK in the UK yeah well yeah. it would do wouldn't it Definitely. yeah what would be an ideal t- 2018 for Lee Selby? Ideally, beat Warrington, beat Frampton, unification fight at the Principality Stadium or, or in America. So, Lee, out- outside of uh, your fights, we don't often get to see too much of you in the media. Do you, do you prefer that it to no. stay that way, sort of keep your training and, and life in general, not to always be in the spotlight? Um... To be honest, it don't really bother me, you know. I do, I do like my like my privacy. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of I like keep myself to myself, you know. I'm just like a, just a normal, just the same as any other, just like like you, like you play, just the same as a normal guy. Mm. I, so, I'm, I'm not. I don't so, like put myself above anyone because I'm, I'm fighting on the telly, you know. Right? So what does Lee Selby do? Really, well, so what, what does Lee Selby do to chill? Lay about on the sofa with the kids jumping yeah. all over, same as <laughs> any other dad. Yeah. And uh, have you heard but, um, you've got? Um, I don't know if you've seen the um the PT documentaries, short documentaries on boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah chickens. I got, like, a load um, of animals. I got yeah. bloody chickens, ducks, yeah. ferrets, dogs, yeah. 
Nice. I got all sorts. I got a little farm to look after at Frackle. <laughs> so, nice. so I'm always much. out in the garden, always was out, out in the fjords with the animals and all that. Mm. Nice. It's, Is that what you look forward to doing after boxing, or do you want to stay involved in boxing once you retire? Um, when, when once you've been doing something for so long, it's it's hard to just to just stop. You know, some days I think, oh, let's see, I'm just gonna once I retire, let's see, I don't want nothing to do with it. And then other times I think I'd like to be like an amateur coach. And then another day, I want to be a professional coach. So I just have to make my mind up once I'm retired. Yeah, so um, if we're touching on um, the sort of broader scope of Welsh boxing, um, yourself, Joe Cordina, are the two probably yeah. um, leading um, Welsh fighters at the moment that um, are given the... Uh, no, we got um, Liam Williams. Oh, Liam Williams as well, yeah, sorry. My brother as well. Yeah, yeah Andrew Selby. Yeah, I was going to touch... My brother's ready. He got more talent. And his bloody little finger and all of us put together. So is Welsh boxing in a thriving position, Lee? Do you think going into 2018? Um, it's 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 in a good position, yeah. There's some some good good fighters come up the country, some good prospects. You know, my my manager got a the, the Sandy guys. They they got a show next. Well, this this Friday in in Murphy in, in the Welsh Valleys, and they they got a whole other. All of the top fighters on there, prospects. We've got Fred Evans, um, Gavin Gwynn in the Welsh title fight. There's, there's a whole bunch. we we got the um, the only female professional boxer, actually Brace Challenger for the, the um, vacant European title. I think it's still bantamweight, so there's a lot of um, talent coming through. Is she trained by Tony as well? Yeah. 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 I think you mentioned her before. Yeah. So, Lee, with the dream... Yeah, would a dream situation be for you to headline a massive card at the Principality and have a host of Welsh fighters on the undercard? Would that be sort of that be the perfect? That, 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 that's that's the main goal. That's the main goal. And then to, to all, all these um, the, the the Welsh boys coming through then on on the undercard, so they get to showcase their talents. That'd be perfect. And uh, just adding to that, Lee, um, obviously headlining a massive show in uh, Cardiff at the Principality Stadium. Would it be a dream for you and your brother Andrew to uh, be sort of a main and co-main event on that? Double massive world card? title, bro. <laughs> yeah, double, double, double world, world title. title bro. Nice, yeah. But um, I don't know whether I'd handle the pressure of watching him <laughs> before I fight. Where, where is Andrew at the moment? I mean, he's a WBC mandatory, right? From what he won, he won a WBC eliminator, well, right? Is that right? He won two eliminators. I don't think they were final eliminators or just just normal normal eliminators, so that don't make him mandatory. Oh, okay. But he's highly rated. Yeah, he's only had hands for the fight. When, when do you think he might be challenging like, for a world? Some, some of the stuff he does in the gym, like you, you just you just can't teach you. Yeah, he's in the he's in the world of his own. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, for talent. When, when do you think he might be challenging for a world title? Can it happen in twenty eighteen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he can challenge. And I win a water next one. So you've uh, got the Christmas off now, Lee, for uh, 2017. Are you doing anything nice over the Christmas break? Yeah. Spending family time with? Um, just, just spending time with the family and eating loads of food. It's, it's the first Christmas in, in a few years that I've been able to do so. You know, I've had, had fights straight after Christmas or, or scheduled fights. So I've been training and dieting hard. But at this time I can... Let chill. my hair, hair down, so to speak, and, and just chill out here with the, with the kids. Well, I wish you a happy Christmas and a, a prosperous New Year, Thank mate. Thank you. You too. Yeah, happy you Christmas, too. Lee, and a, and, and a happy New happy Year. Too.
Yeah, thanks, Lee. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, pal, thank you for so much for your time, Lee. And uh, we'll probably be coming down to Newport soon to Tony Borg's uh, gym and hopefully we'll see you there face to face. Thank you for your time, mate. Yeah, welcome anytime. Welcome anytime. Nice so that there was Lee Selby, probably one of the nicest guys in boxing you could probably ever meet. You know, gives you a lot of time for the fans down to earth as they come. So guys, let's talk about... Shall we just quickly return to the light heavyweight talk we're having about who, where we see Yard in the light yeah, heavyweight yeah, division? I think, I think he's the real deal, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I think... I don't. I think it'd be unfair to say that with the muscle he has, if he, um, it'd be unfair to say he's a manufactured athlete. I think he's definitely a professional in terms of, you know, he's got the support of Maxi uh, Muscle. Uh, he does a lot of cardio training. I see in the gym that he's always skipping, always doing sort of the uh, compound exercises as opposed to, you know, he's definitely weights. a natural athlete. There's no question yeah. about that because he was going to become a footballer and stuff like yeah. you can see. I mean, he's, clearly his muscle reaction is very, very fast. You know, his reflex yeah. is very, very fast. You know, it's not it's not just muscle bound free. He's, yeah. he's clearly an athlete. He's clearly got a strong. What's that word when the muscles move really quick and you can react really quick? Flexibility. No, not flexibility. It's yeah. this term, muscle reaction or something like that. You know, it's used to do with reflexes. I've always called <laughs> muscle anyway. reaction. We'll stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> muscle reaction, right? I uh, think that, I do think the one person who I think will supersede Yard uh, by a long way is Joshua Buatzi. I think yeah. that he's a prospect now. I think that he'll be by a country mile the best light heavyweight in Britain when yeah. he reaches his full potential this point not to see him on the uh, show tomorrow night at, uh, your yeah he's ball. been quite quiet compared yeah. to the other Olympians who've been brought through alright guys so let's now go on to the other main headline fight of the weekend Vazil the Matrix high tech Lobachenko versus Guillermo El Chacal Rigondo <laughs> I like that um, it's Spanish not, yeah. not going to be called <laughs> that anymore after that name, performance it? it's called El Chacal yeah. the Jackal <laughs> The That's the voice you put on when you're talking to the ladies. What's that? <laughs> the no, no, Spanish this is Chao Lal El Chacal. <laughs> I'm married. I don't do stuff it's all like jokes, that. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't miss a battle like that. Um, right, so what did you make of the result? Uh, I thought it was sad to see Rigondo go out like that, wasn't it? Because you know, we might not even ever see him again at the top level, uh, if at all. And uh, it was sad to see him go like that. I think... It shows what a great defensive fighter he is, the fact that Lomachenko was beautiful while it lasted, wasn't it? Yeah. The way they were just pivoting around yeah, each other. exactly. You know, one was positioning, the other was positioning to get the other one out. But it was just uh, beautiful to see, man. Yeah. But, and even know, though he won with ease, you've got to say, you know, he gave, if Lomachenko found it a lot harder to pin him down and find the target. Oh, you know, there's none of these, he, he wasn't there's taking none of his matrix. punishment. There's none yeah. of his matrix moves with Rigondo. But exactly. at times he was playing with Rigondo. I think there was one stage, I think it was in the fifth, uh, fifth round where... Uh, he sort of spun off uh, Rigondo, sort of slid under him, and then just sort of patted him on the back. Yeah, so, like playing with him. Um, but yeah, I think he was always a little bit too good for uh, Rigondo. I think it was just too good. You could see the size difference. Size difference, was massive, massive man. Well, yeah, Lomachenko's you know, 137, was he on the morning of the fight? Rigondo you know, was You literally can see it. the size difference was huge, right? Yeah. And the presenters were saying it as well. But right? hindsight's a great thing. We can look back and say it's not hindsight. We've seen it there live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not talking in hindsight. And we said we it. said last week we like all the factors are against Rigondo. All the factors were against Rigondo. Come on, he's 37 years of age. He hasn't fought in a long, long time. Three rounds and you know he's fought three rounds in how many years, months, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? And and on top of that, he was a lot smaller. The, all the factors were against him. What would have been a fair fight, you know, what really should have been a fair fight is if both met in the middle because Lomachenko was a featherweight as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, there's no reason why you know 
they could have met at February. That would have been a bit more fair. You know, what if I mean? Rigondeau was in his, you know, if this has happened a long time ago when Rigondeau, because Rigondeau's past his prime. Let's be honest, at thirty-seven years age, there's no way he hasn't slipped from yeah. his peak. So I think you can make a case for Rigondeau had it been a one-two-six a few years ago. I don't yeah. think the level in. I think because Lomachenko is such a beautiful offensive fighter, mm. it's easy to say, like, oh yeah, he's way more skillful. But the way Rigondeau but, defends is, you I know, mean, if you look no at one this, like him. If you look at this objectively, right, you've got to look at this objectively because, you know, let's be honest, right, there's a lot of fanboys I'm going on both sides. Definitely. Yeah, on both Rigondeau's side and, and on Lomachenko's side, right. But if you look at this objectively, cold hard facts, the cards were stacked against Rigondeau, right. As soon as that fight started, I'm looking and thinking, wow, Man, the size difference is so glaringly obvious, right? And I think, I mean, and Rigondo couldn't really do anything about it, right? That's why, as soon as they got together, he had no option but to clinch. And they were training yeah. him, weren't they? Those clinches, you could see that Lomachenko was roughing him up in those clinches. But then, if you look at it, they've got a combined amateur pedigree of 860 so fights. Um, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure Rigondo, throughout his amateur career, would have fought guys much bigger than him. And I think taking think? that well, 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 much bigger than well I mean like there would there would have been fighters that Rigondo would have to face you know there'd have been no, but they would have been the same weight class way. yeah they would have been the same weight class possibly but yeah, as yeah, in terms yeah. of like dimensions no, and stuff I mean they're going to be the same weight class you know I mean this this is not just a combination of you know the guy was got heavier was almost than 140 pounds when they were yeah. in the ring I mean that's that's mm. a massive difference yeah, yeah. it was seven pounds heavy I think going into the ring mm. yeah so. You know, well, everyone wants to know though is what Lomachenko is going to do next. You know, he's he's Mikey the, da- he's the darling, isn't he? <laughs> well, listen, so. this is the thing, right? I mean, we've got to have a consistent basis, right, for having pound for pound rank. Listen, let's get this straight. Lomachenko is a fantastic fighter. There's no question about it, right? What he's achieved in 12, 13 fights, no one can say. A lot of people say, a lot of people say it's too early. You know, he started too late. My point is, well, hold on, show me one other boxer that within 12 or 13 fights has fought so many top level elite fighters and won two world, world titles at two weight divisions you can't no. yeah and that, we just had Lee Selby saying how he sees Gary Russell as the biggest threat and he Lomachenko completely neutralised yeah. Gary Russell and made him look yeah. you know made him look like a almost an average fighter when as you, yeah. as we've just heard he's one of the best in his division Lomachenko yeah. from the amateur days right I mean when he first came into like pro boxing hardly anyone knew him right but if you're following amateur boxing the world series of boxing people knew him do you know what i mean because he was especially he was at the olympics as well mm. right london olympics yeah and um so i mean anyone who sort of like, followed amateur level boxing knew this guy is special especially when he was going to this big fanfare in, in boxing when he was yeah kind of well, he was pros. signed to top rank straight away wasn't you know he? he fought Salido for a world title in his second fight he lost and everyone goes about he lost Salido. it's his second fight yeah. yeah, it's his second pro fight. It's just a, for a shame world that he has that title. blemish, isn't it? Because well, if he didn't have that, but blemish, again, listen, be people gonna look incredible. at this objectively, right? Show me one other fighter, probably in history, right, that's fought for a world title on his second fight with an established world champion. No, it's no, no, because the record was the third fight, wasn't it? So he was going to become saying, the all time. I'm saying, show me one other fighter throughout history. Maybe this would have been a good question for Michael Serra, mm, right? <laughs> Definitely. Michael, if you're listening, do call in and answer this question. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, name me one other fighter that, in you know, within two fights of his first two professional fights, has fought for a world title against an established fighter. Well, there isn't one, is there? So we're going to be no. waiting so for a while. So you've got to look at it objectively. You can say he lost to Saludo, but that's his second fight mm. for a world title. And then he went on to win a world title in his third fight. Well, within the uh, the men's game, you can't name someone. But if you're talking female boxing, Katie Taylor's sort of, you know, had only a handful of fights. Well, and no, she's, stepped... she's, not, she's not fought for a world title in a second fight. No, but 
there you go. That's yeah. not, that wasn't a question, <laughs> though, right? Mm, challenging it. Yeah, and that's women's. You know, women's boxing. You know, is is not got the depth of men's boxing. No, yeah. Let's let's be let's be honest here. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the, I suppose the other point I was going to make is, um, you know, yeah, he's fantastic. So we, we know that. But to also get to pound for pound status, right? People make these points. These very valid points, right? He's got to be facing other champions in his weight class. Well, the right? rumour is that he's going to face Berchelt next. Listen, there's rumours and what's actually mm, happening. the money. No, that's but the I money, think he yeah. will face Berchelt next. I don't think he wants to go up to 135 just is, yet. Is that a big stock fight? Is that well, a big money fight? unification. Berchelt's big in America. I mean, it's easy to say we don't know Berchelt over here, but you know, he may well have a big fan base over in America. Yeah, and that's true. You know, the other thing is he's only won the WBO belt. And you know he's Mexican I mean? as well. He's got that Mexican Yeah, Miguel Berchelt mm. would be a good fight. I mean, who's the other guy? Corrales, but Joe yeah. would be a hard fight for Lomachenko. Not saying that you know he. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but you know he'd be a massive favourite going in. But but Chell's not a bad fighter. What would be a good super featherweight serious fight would be Javonta Davis with Lomachenko. But I, I think, think he Davis would have Javonta Davis easily. Yeah, I think yeah. Javonta Davis he too static. Yeah, too he's well. and he's another yeah. person that I think overlooks a lot of people. Um, and mm. he's not the the most you know. Switched on of uh, professional. No, Sorry, I think his last that Lomachenko fight. would fight with that. He'd find he's tailor made for Lomachenko. I think Davis I think is too small Javonta for him. Davis. Quick question: Is Loma pound for pound number one now that he beat Rogondo? Yep. You think he's number one? I yeah? personally think he is. Yeah. No, I think Terence Crawford or Golovkin are pound for pound number one. See, I want to say Golovkin. I will put him above Golovkin for a number of reasons. Right. Uh, number one. His, the calibre of fighters he's fought is higher than Golovkin, besides Canelo. Mm. Take out Canelo. And Jacobs. And Jacobs, right? Canelo, Golovkin's got no one on his record, really. And Lemieux, maybe. Yeah. Really. That's only really known towards HBO's sort of side. They, oh, they're, they're just yeah, well, but, yeah but Billy Joe Saunders is yeah, he's dead level with the bookies. So, I mean, it's not, you know, Lemieux's uh, a decent yeah, fighter. he's a good fighter, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I would place him above Golovkin. Mm. Uh, Terence Crawford. Undisputed champion. Undisputed one champion. Yeah, yeah. Multiple, multiple. Wh- wh- Probably no. the favorite in any fight he goes into. Favorite any fight. Clearly, clearly for me, the pound for pound number one. You know, there's, there's mm. no question. You know, he's undisputed champ. Crawford, yeah. For you to become pound for pound, right? Surely you could have a collection of belts, yeah. number of belts from different divisions with the same weight class. If you've got current champions who are multiple world champions with belts from all the different bodies. Then surely that must exceed someone who's only got one belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you guys feel that uh, with Crawford uh, to cement his position as number one uh, next year, with um, him moving up to one four seven, he beats one of the champions, gets another belt at welterweight? Do you think that's going to definitely? Well, put we've him got Horn Corcoran's tomorrow, isn't it? So, yeah, and he's mandatory for the winner of that fight. So, I mean, like, and it's going to be an Arab in-house fight, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, like beating Horn, right? It doesn't I, give him much. I credit, don't think he's he that much credit, belt. right? But if if he beats any of the other champions like Thurman or Spence, got Spence mm. I mean, look, man, if he yeah. beats any of those two guys, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, already, you I have think to Spence, say pound for pound. Spence is definitely the biggest threat. To yeah, him. I think that Thurman, I think that I'd be confident that Crawford would beat Thurman. Yeah, Spence is going to be a big threat to Crawford, yeah. I think, you know? especially because the size, because he's a massive welterweight as well. And yeah. you've got the likes of Porter, Garcia coming back as well, so they're big fights for Crawford as well. So, guys, before we quickly wrap up, we've had some fantastic news. For me, it's fantastic anyway. Tyson Fury's back. Yeah. Team Fury all the way. The main man. Yeah, he's back. You know, Batman is back. What'd you What'd you make of that, Tom? Uh, I think news? I think it's great. It's great for boxing in general. Great for British boxing. You were a bit upset when you made those homophobic comments, though, weren't you? <laughs> you mug. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not going to call. I'm not going to say anything offensive. No, he <laughs> Tom, 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 Tom was not upset in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's a disclaimer. He didn't say anything about it. Uh, Tom, yourself, where? Yeah, it's great to see the big man back. I think um, it's what the heavyweight division needs. I think everyone's got to realise, you know, we've got Joshua, who's leading the pack for heavyweights, but there's a lot of casual fans out there. When you get down to the boxing side of it, Fury's the one that's opened up the division for everyone. He's sort of left the belts, you exactly. know, stood still. And I think it's unfair um, the way the media have uh, treated him. I think it's disgusting the way 100%. they've um, portrayed Fury as this bad man because of his gypsy traveller background. But at yeah. the end of the day, the man can fight. The guy's, you know, levels above what anyone... Um, you know, thinks of, you know, the way he scored Klitschko, the way he's, uh, his movement, even at 25 stone, like, it's, 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 it's shot. But do you think he can come back and be as good yes. as he was? Yes. But he has to, he has to reach that peak where, you know, when I he's fighting I think he Klitschko. can come back look, as good as he listen, was. Listen, what you've got to bear in mind, right, look, it, some boxers, they rely on their physical prowess, right? Someone mm. like Joshua, right? You know, very reliant on his physical strength and prowess, right? Um, David Hay, right? Yeah. You know, these guys, they burn out quick in yeah. their careers, right? Tyson Fury isn't like that. He's more about boxing brain. Yeah, yeah. that boxing brain's still going to be there, respected. It is, but I just, I'm not sure. You, you know, you could say the same thing about DeGale. Right. DeGale's got the Olympic gold brain. This is Fury the DeGale is a big, there's a big no, no, difference. Right. Yeah, I think right. it's a big difference right, tell me, what's Fury's gonna, disadvantage. But what's going to decline? What's going to change? Okay, well... No, let's just speak objectively, okay? What's going to change? Let's speak objectively. He's been out. <laughs> no, has any, has any boxer come back after two years out taking drugs, drinking alcohol, getting into you're horrendous shape and being as good as they were? The Those are the facts. You're it's the, the same question. as Rigondo Lomachenko. No, you're avoiding the question. Look at the another part. What is going to change? His, uh, I don't think his movement will be as good. Uh, no, he's moving like he's moving like the Matrix now at twenty five. Oh time. yeah, but come on, that's on the pads. You know, you can't. Nothing, nothing can be known about what he's going to be like for a certain until he's back in the ring. If you look in history, no fighter can. No one abuses. In any, he's in only twenty seven though. In right? any professional sport, no one can abuse their body like that and be no. as good as they once were in a physical condition. That's, so, I think that's just a fact. So who would you like to, Tom? Who would you uh, like to see him come back as a comeback fight? Um, two or three combat fights before he steps yeah, up he needs to fight a few combat fights. I would have liked to see the belly fight from a comedy perspective I think the <laughs> chat between those two would be hilarious in the I build mean, up surely that's a dangerous fight for Belly. definitely a dangerous fight I think dangerous. It was, that's why I think it'd be a good warm up fight for Fury because I, I don't know you could so Fury has been dropped before that's what people have got a short term yeah, yeah, memory about that we've seen him drop by drop a Fury? no but we've seen him drop by a cruiserweight before so he's not exactly he's, drop he's not indestructible yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a news as well, guys. Um, what other news have we got? We got Huey Fury Huey and Fury, um, yeah. D- Dillian White uh, talking about a fight February the third or possibly March the third, a uh, month later. Who do you, you guys see winning that fight? Uh, I think Dillian White wins that fight. I think that I wasn't impressed with Huey Fury against Parker. I thought he didn't show the strength to keep a, a fully fledged heavyweight off him. And I think yeah. he's by far, he's but you know he's got the skills in abundance, but I don't think he's got the physicality like Tyson Fury does to deal with a top heavyweight. Uh, Thomas, you were very emotional about Tevin Farmer being robbed this weekend. Mm. And I was uh, sobbing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, what do you make of that loss? And uh, what does it say about bad decisions in boxing again? Yeah, I rewatched the fight yesterday with uh, Osaka. I think his name was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched it back. Uh, Farmer was looked sharp uh, for being out for such a long time. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a strange one because the panel of judges that they had at the fight were, you know, pre- experienced uh, officials. And just to see the um, the scorecards, I think one of them was um, 
I don't know, it was very wide in favour of Saka, which was I uh, just I couldn't get my head around it. I had um I had Farmer winning the fight comfortably. Um I think I had it eight four maybe in terms of um he did definitely in the middle round sort of switch off a little bit and um thought he had the fight one too comfortably and his corner did uh, remind him that um you know to keep focused but yeah it's, it's a shocking decision but yeah well how did you guys uh, feel about it i didn't see the fight i stayed up for the lomachenko rigging though that was that was enough i think i agree with you tom you know tevin right. farmer's a previous guest on the show you know did message him as well and he did message back uh, saying you know he's gutted and he hopes to get a rematch. No disclaimer there. You know, disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, disclaimers. <laughs> it was four in the morning, but that was just because it was American time. So anyway, guys, we want to get ready to wrap, uh, wrap up. Um, uh, mate, do you want to talk about the discuss the social media? What's the Facebook? Yeah, Tom? so uh, shout out uh, all, all social media platforms at Raps on TV on Twitter, at Raps on TV on Instagram, and our content from uh, this week. There's going to we're going to be getting more video content, in, interviews with the. Uh, top uh, guys in the business and uh, yeah just tune in youtube facebook raps on tv yeah just uh tune in thank you uh, guys we'll thanks very much guys. Next week. that's good